Namaste, yogis. You are listening to Yoga Podcast by Breezy Bree. Find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. And today and every couple of weeks, we talk about the moon and all of her beauty and her illumination. We learn how the new moon allows us to set new intentions and how the full moon allows us to release things that are no longer serving us. So come on this journey on and off of the mat as we combine yoga with the moon namaste it is new moon energy yes as everyone begins to come into the live chat let's find ourselves beginning to get grounded and rooted finding your breath intentionally i invite you to close your eyes ground yourself to the earth roll your shoulders down lift your heart and take a deep inhalation holding your breath at the top and slowly releasing As you all begin to gather in to the live stream, sending a shout out to the yoga podcast listeners. It is Friday night. We are on the eve of the new moon, feeling the energy of the dark moon where the sun is completely absent, thus not illuminating the moon. As we begin to feel this energy building, you might have this intense need to go deep within self, deep within your subconscious. We're feeling that cancer energy. She is represented by the moon. I like to think of cancer as that mother figure of the zodiac. You know that mother, the one who bakes you pies, allows you to lay your head in her lap as she runs her fingers through your hair. She provides you a shoulder to cry on. And she holds you to exorbitant high standards because that's who she is. She shows up. She's emotional. She's very connected to her divine feminine. And she doesn't doubt the need for the earth energy and the sun, the divine masculine 
who illuminates her so that we know she exists. <sighs> Take a few deep inhalations and exhalations. What has already been sort of knocking on your door? Making you think about starting something new, taking a chance. Not a reckless chance, but one that requires all of your senses. That brings up the sacral chakra energy. That deep need to be creative. What in your life is making you think about intimacy, romance, the fairy tale, love? Have you noticed that you have this intense need for partnership, the sun, the moon? Understanding that energy that the earth brings, that the earth is really grounding the energies of the sun and the moon, giving them a platform, so to speak. That's what I feel when I think of the energy of this particular new moon. Now, all new moons represent the same idea of newness, planting seeds, starting something, taking a chance, taking a leap of faith. The darkness has always, for me, the darkness of the new moon has always represented that time where you just need to meditate, go back into your bubble. I know we use the word introspective quite often, but it is the perfect word because truly you're being called to be alone with yourself in a big, expressive, lovely way. Find your breath. One of the 
exercises that you can decide to do for this new moon is to utilize water, bring in that cancer energy. Anytime you have a water sign, Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio, you want to lean into that energy. Now they all have different representations. Pisces for me is a reminder to trust my intuition. Pisces being the most intuitive sign of the zodiac. Cancer always reminds me to really think about the thoughts that I've been hiding from even myself. You know, doing the work. This is a very healing energy. Cancer is very supportive in that way. But Cancer is very comfortable in their independence. Maybe too comfortable. If you find yourself drowning in your thoughts, it's a good reminder to look to the earth. And get grounded, get some of that energy of safety and security, maybe even getting yourself around a grounding sign like Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo. They'll put you to work, they'll get you thinking about something other than your feelings, they'll be logical and pragmatic. And sometimes that's just what you need. That balance, that yin and yang, sun and moon, ha and the. And with that energy of that nurturing, loving, caring, peaceful part of Cancer, when she's in her highest vibration, That is the part that we really want to emphasize. Because just like anything else, cancer can be emotional. She's represented by the moon. The moon has eight cycles. Goes through phases. So does the cancer. So does this energy. So you might find yourself having several phases before you find clarity. Phases can equal ideas and thoughts and goals. And this is always where journaling is really helpful. Sometimes it's just nice to stop and feel energy, not always trying to rush every thought and every moment. Having uncomfortable silence, like the silence that I just offered you. Not needing to fill space just to fill it. So, so awesome when you think about it that way. 
Back in June, Venus began to transit into Cancer. And Venus is that love and beauty. Reminding us of romance. Venus normally lives in Libra. That's why Libra can feel like such a romantic energy. Libra being an air sign is also proof that sometimes it's just words. Sometimes it's just action. Sometimes you're just in a movie where you are starring. You are the love interest. And sometimes you're just an extra. Venus will make us want the fairy tale. Cancer already leans into that sensitivity of love. So you might feel yourself either really over idolizing a situation or the past or even the future yet to come. This is a good time to not ignore the thoughts that are coming up because I like to think of this as being your true self, your true intentional manifestation. Even if you are single by choice, happily, you still might feel this energy. And I think it's a good time to ask yourself, what do you want from romantic partnerships? Maybe you are in a romantic partnership. Where can you plant new seeds? new growth and don't think about what the other person can do all you can do is check in to them see if they're grounded see if they're feeling safe and secure are they creative do they feel self-empowered are they able to be compassionate especially when it counts listen to others Agree to disagree when it counts? Do they trust themselves? Do they have a higher sense, I guess a higher sensibility, a higher purpose? Do they believe? And once you answer that, then the next thing to do is to evaluate where you're at as well and hopefully there's alignment especially when it comes to being grounded feeling secure and once those have been established and let's say everybody's on a high vibration on the same plane then it's a great opportunity to think, what could I be doing? Not what could they or you or them or him or her, it, <laughs> be doing better. But what can I do better? Sometimes we do not want the opportunity to be our best in a scenario. Because 
if we are giving all that we have, 100% or somewhere really close to that, we know we are giving effort and attention. And when we're not, we are aware of the why because we feel sick or tired. And we understand that emotion, that energy. So it's overpowered by your own ability to be able to course correct. Whatever that means, if that means a literal apology or just understanding that you need a little bit of time alone or you need to take some moments to meditate and ground your energy or maybe something more drastic. But ultimately, are you being the best version of yourself in your life most of the time? Because if you can answer yes, here's what it will do for you. It will give the situation, the relationship, whatever that may be, the opportunity to truly be discovered. If your intention is always on what the other person is or isn't, most of the time isn't doing, you do not have to pay attention to what you are not doing. Because you always have the excuse that when the sun is shining, then I'll go on a run. If you catch what I mean. So this new moon is a great opportunity to be honest with yourself. Which might take some work and some discovery. (laughs) Someone just said here in the chat, what if you just turned magic all the way on? I love that. It's true. Magic meaning you, your energy, your vibration, your love. (laughs) Someone else just said, just like the moon, I go through phases. And you know, it's important to acknowledge that. That's why we acknowledge the phases of the moon because it gives us an opportunity to acknowledge where we are at and to give ourselves permission to be dark with the dark moon and illuminating and extroverted with the full moon. If we so desire. Someone's asking here about Scorpio. I They said that I mentioned Pisces and then of course Cancer. Well, you know, Scorpio being a water sign too. Scorpio is another very intuitive sign. A sign that can read not only their own self from an introspective place but others and in a different way than Pisces Pisces seems to just know things but if you've ever been around that energy you know that they are more organic it feels like serendipitous with a Pisces it's this energy of oh 
yeah, I, I felt like I knew this was going to happen. Whereas Scorpio has that same ability, that same intuition, that almost like that psychic energy, but is way more in tuned with it as it's happening or before it even happens. So there's not a looking back on it and going, oh, I suspected that or I knew that could happen. It's more of, I know this is probably the high probability of happening, whatever it is. So I'm going to go ahead and decide how to strategize, which is why Scorpio always has that, you know, reputation of being a certain kind of way. Now, as we talk about zodiac signs, remember, there's many placements in a birth chart. There is also your sun sign, which everyone seems to know theirs, right? That's the popular one. And then there's the moon sign. And I like to focus on the moon sign because the moon sign is who you are. The sun sign is how people see you. It's how you project. And even furthermore, your rising, your ascendant is, is another variation of your personality. It's like when you're at your highest vibration, your ascendant, the rising star is really who you are and how people see you. So it's it can get really fascinating. But with the moon, if your moon is in Cancer, which I believe I have a link to the um, birth charts, which are all for free in the show notes. If not, you can just Google birth charts and you'll be able to find yours. Put in your birthday your place of birth and the time or somewhere as close as you can. There's not much variance between several hours in a certain time zone. And then you will get all of the information of your birth chart, including where the planets were when you were born and which house. The houses represent different areas of life. And you can really start to dissect and get to know yourself from an astrological perspective. There's also the Vedic astrology and there's, you know, Chinese astrology. There's much more that you can delve deep into and it's really fun. Um, But take your time. It's definitely a lot of information if you're new to looking up your birth chart. But even if you're not sure what your moon is in or you don't feel that you really identify with the sun sign. Uh, excuse me, everybody. Um, took a drink and kind of got stuck there. You're still feeling this energy, this, this sensitive energy that Cancer's bringing. If Cancer's in your chart, it's magnified, maybe even multiplied, right? But ultimately, when you lean in to the thoughts of what we're discussing, then you'll feel it, right? That's that's the power of the mind. That's why it's so important to have positive, not just positive thoughts, but truly positive beliefs. Your belief systems, the 
automatic belief systems. And this is a good time with the energy in the moon to maybe just invite what's inherent to you to start to come to surface. I like to think of the little crab crawling out of the water onto land. Just simply start to lean into it. I really want to know how I feel about money. I really want to know how I feel about relationships. I really want to know if I trust myself or others. I really want to discover my passion. When you start to think on that level, it will introduce different signs and situations will present in your life and you just have to be tuned in you have to be willing to look for it lean into it and then trust what it is that comes to your mind one of the sacred space participants says if I hold on I'm trying to read I think it, if you could just retype that because I think you have a really good question but it's kind of scrambled and I'm trying to make assumptions but I don't want to do that another question is Releasing is for the full moon and planting new seeds is for the new moon, correct? Yes, essentially, right? It, the thought is, is that we kind of go with what the farmers think about when they use the cycles of the moon. Planting seeds at the new moon as the sun and the moon and the earth create this perfect partnership or relationship and the moon illuminates all the way to the fullness. It's the idea that the seeds that you planted when everything was dark starts to come to light, starts to grow toward the sun, right? So that's the idea. It's the basic, you know, science of it, so to speak. The art of it is you being creative. So... Tuning into your emotions, your thoughts, how you feel during those times. If you are female and you have your own moon cycle, your own menstrual cycle, maybe it's in tune with the moon, maybe it's not. Sometimes, you know, you might be menstruating on a new moon or you know, a waning moon instead of a waxing moon. And you might not feel that energy waxing as it goes from dark to light. It's waxing. You should feel energy. But if you're on your moon, you might not feel that. You might feel lethargic. So just tuning in with yourself and not bypassing your feelings because of something you've read. The best thing truly is to tune into your body every single chance that you get. Nothing is permanent, so you'll see you'll see a lot of different movement. 
and you will you will see one month you feel a certain way during the new moon or the full moon or somewhere in between and another month you might feel totally different maybe it has something to do with what's happening astrologically maybe it has something to do with what's happening just in your life maybe it's weather maybe it's seasons the beauty of Ayurvedic practices is taking into account your constitution, the seasons, your emotions, your chakra system, how aligned you are. Not just one thing, but essentially everything. And it's not a lot of work. Once you learn what you're looking for, it becomes automatic. You just are able to do a quick scan of self and others. So, all right, so I see some questions coming in, but I see um, a lot of chatting in the chat, so I love it. So I'm going to continue. So leaning into that water energy, as I mentioned, I love bath rituals. Probably my favorite. Um, Just running a nice hot bubble bath, adding in some herbs, if you like, some essential oils, creating whatever mood you're looking for romance obviously bring in rose bring in jasmine basil if you're planting a new venture a new career again basil's a good one basil's good for everything by the way If you utilize crystals, you can draw those into the water or surrounding you. Of course, lighting candles, having affirmations or mantras, meditating, listening to music that calms the mind or connects the mind and body, reading, just relaxing doesn't have to be ritualistic as I just described. It could just be taking a hot bath, listening to music, lighting a candle, drinking a glass of wine. It's just immersing in that water energy more than anything. You can also do this taking a shower, swimming, drinking water so i'm going to share a really neat idea i did not make this up i wish i had but we have learned scientifically that water crystallizes based off of positive and negative energy and What can be a really fun practice, especially if you want to do this with children, is to take a glass of water, um, have a list of 
desires, affirmations, new seeds you wish to plant, essentially. Speak those into the water. And you can freeze this water into ice or you can drink the water. And do this every single day. Starting it with the new moon and then every new moon cycle, creating a new seed you wish to plant. But you can do this throughout the moon energy and water, right? So in particular, this new moon. Sometimes when we're working with earth energy, we want to plant that seed into the earth or fire energy, we want to use, utilize fire or air energy, we can utilize pratyama or get out in the wind. But I love water. I love this practice of using water all of the time, every morning. What I like to do is I like to take a glass of purified water and I can purify it myself with sea salt. I like to speak nothing but high intentions into the water and then let it sit and ruminate. And the next morning, the first thing I do when I get up is drink that glass of water. And as you're drinking it, you are being very intentional. You are repeating that affirmation. And what this becomes is a mindfulness practice. This isn't necessarily magical, although perhaps it could be, but it's intentional. It's mindful. It is rewiring you. So I invite you to do this if this isn't something that you've ever considered or heard of. Take a hot bath, shower, go for a swim, be near water, turn on a fountain. And if you feel tears begin to come, let them flow. If you find yourself being emotional, just lean into that emotional side of self. Tell yourself, I knew you were coming. I knew I was going to be emotional. Thank you, new moon energy and cancer. Thank you. What am I to be considering learning about myself? What does this mean? How should I approach my life? from this perspective. And I love that because sometimes we need to approach our life from an intellectual perspective, a passionate, fiery perspective, a grounding, logical perspective, analytical perspective. But in this case, emotional, sensitive, intuitive, mindful perspective is what we're being asked to do. Let this one be a game changer for you, for your relationships, your love interest, your caregiving, partnerships. Allow yourself to think of this as a new blank slate. Someone's asking about vision boards, and I see that 
the other question never came back through. So um, maybe it was answered or reconsidered. Vision boards. Yes, vision boards are amazing. I, I have a very powerful testimony about a vision board. I've done two vision boards with intention in my life. One, I was in high school, and for the most part, I like to think that everything I put on that vision board came to fruition, albeit not in the exact way that I stated it, but definitely it lived with me throughout my, my adult life. I always thought back to some of the things I put on that vision board and how I could feel that I was realizing some of those intentions. Another one was very intentional. Everything came true on it. Even to my own detriment, things that I wished for came true that I ultimately realized were not for me. (laughs) And now I am more respectful of a vision board. Rather, you believe in that type of prophecy and energy or not I, I have to tell you it can be a very powerful tool especially if you truly do it with intent and and you believe in it and you know I don't know if you need to look at it every day I think you just have to believe that everything you're putting on there is who you are and who you wish to be and and who you feel you're already connected to that part of yourself. So yes, vision boarding is great. And what I love about it also is it's a visual, creative way of journaling other than writing, right? So it's definitely something that can complement journaling or completely um, replace or be instead of for sure. Let's see, what else do we have coming in? This is a comment. She says what she loves about the new moon is you get to feel how aligned you are with your feelings. Absolutely. You know, um, new moon also reminds us of the buzzword self-care, but really reminds us to be independently okay with being by ourselves so that we can take moments to think and be introspective. Even just being on this live stream or yoga podcast listeners listening into this episode, this is a part of you thinking about all of this and setting that up into your subconscious. Almost hypnotizing yourself. We can get hypnotized. We are hypnotized all of the time by marketing, the things we watch, the things we see, the way we grew up, the lessons we've learned, those are all living in the programming of our subconscious. And the new moon, but particularly this new moon, this moon in Cancer, even when the full, excuse me, yeah, the full moon's in Cancer or any, any moon is phasing through the sign of Cancer, It's always a good opportunity to really ask some deeper questions.
Um, this is a good question. What yoga poses do I recommend for the new moon? I love that. So the new moon is at its darkest, but it begins to wax within a day or two of its official new moon announcement. Waxing energy is always energy that tends to inspire, right? So it it wants you to begin to be a doer. So as it waxes and it gets fuller, you'll find yourself wanting to be more expressive with your energy. So like a vinyasa flow. But when it's still dark or when it's waning, you might find yourself wanting to be more relaxed. Meditation is what I highly recommend all of the time, but your mind begins to get really busy as the moon waxes and becomes full. But when it's dark and new, your mind is quiet. It's this, like this button of shut off that allows you to think. So meditation's really good. Pratyama, of course, just focusing on your breath. As far as asana is concerned, a restorative relaxation type of practice, hatha practice, balancing that energy of the divine masculine and feminine, hatha, sun and moon. That's always great as well. Kundalini is a really great practice during the new moon phase. But some of you actually might feel that waxing energy and, and really just want to let it all out on the mat. So also just a great time to try new stuff, new arm balances, trying that headstand, you know, you've never really tried, getting that private session and and really learning how to sequence for your body. Just creating something new in your life through your practice of yoga. You know, if you're always doing hot yoga, trying a different variation. So it's not about necessarily the discipline or the pose, but more about your mindset is how I would really think about that to be perfectly honest. Okay, so let's see if we have any more questions that I haven't already talked about. Um, I don't have any advice. So the question is, do I advise just total solitude during the dark moon or new moon? No, not necessarily. I, I think community is always good. But yes, I do think if you're not actively and intentionally being connected to the seeds that you're planting, you won't plant them. But that could take 10 minutes. It doesn't have to take an entire day. Um, it's just about sitting down, grounding your energy, taking a moment to center and meditate and breathe and then journal or plant your seeds or just acknowledge the new moon energy and ask for guidance, not from the necessarily the moon, but from yourself. You know, what do I need to plant during this cycle? Just send me Connect me, I should say, to my intuition. Because that's what the moon really wants us to do anyway. 
All right, we're going to see if we have anything else, and then we're going to start to wrap up this live chat feed. So many cool comments. Hello to everybody. Hope your Friday was really, really good. All the fills. <laughs> um, I see some comments talking about triggers. I don't see a question, but I definitely want to just chime in. You know, you're always going to be triggered when you're doing introspective work on self and you have triggers. So you might be thinking of, let me give you an example, because triggers are sort of tricky because it's like a rabbit hole. You might be thinking of your dream future. You know, let's use romance as an example. You're dream dreaming of the perfect mate. You're thinking about this person's intellect and beauty and how they're going to be so caring and giving and their chakras are going to be aligned. They like to practice yoga or, or dance, whatever it is you like. You're so aligned. And as you're thinking of this dream person, you start thinking, well, you're not good enough. You're never going to get a person like that. Those people don't exist. There's only negative people in the world. What about my ex who was a horrible, vile human being who cheated on me and abused me in ways that I don't even want to think about? Oh, no, I'm thinking about all those things that he did. And he told me I wasn't worthy or she told me I didn't deserve a woman like her. And as you continue thinking, the bubble gets deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where now you're thinking of your childhood and how you were bullied in the fourth grade and how your mom didn't care and then your dad and mom got a divorce earlier that year and then your dog died. And before you know it, you're no longer mindfully thinking about planting those seeds, right? Because you got triggered right out of your own dream. And part of that process needs to happen, right? Because you need to be your biggest cheerleader and advocate. You need to be able to tell yourself, that's not true. That person I was dating was a sociopath. My parents' divorce have has nothing to do with me. You know, divorce is a high statistic. I was bullied in fourth grade and, and that was really awful. But look at me now. I'm strong and capable and kids can just be so cruel. And that kid that was bullying me was probably going through a lot at home and had learned that behavior. And you start taking your life back. And you can do it easily just with your thoughts, your words, your conversation with yourself. But you have to do it. The moment that the trigger happens Especially when you think, oh, I'm never going to find somebody like that. The, these people don't exist. You have to say, well, of course they exist because I believe that all great things exist. If I'm here and I think that I would make a great mate or I know I would be committed to being a great mate, I know there has to be somebody else who feels the same about me and feels the same about love 
And you don't want to have unrealistic beliefs, right? You don't want to tell yourself, I know I can date that movie star. (laughs) But rather, you want to have hope and faith. And you want to understand that everything takes effort, including your own thoughts. Because no good things come to those who need to be proved, that need to be proven that good things exist. The sun always shines and illuminates the moon. So the earth just has to be in the right position and you too have to be grounded. All right, everyone, this was so much fun. I am so grateful that you were all here for the live chat. I'm going to stay after and answer a few of the questions. Just chop it up with a few of you. I see um, we've lost, uh, it looks like we lost about 10 people in the last few minutes. So as you begin to sign off, if you want to stay on a little bit longer, we can just talk. And for yoga podcast listeners, I hope this new moon in cancer reminds you to just believe in relationships, love, partnership, connection, but more importantly, with yourself. Thank you, everybody, for listening, being here. Go in peace. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste.